Welcome to the Region Biome Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Team Felix Tricot, a certified integrative health practitioner, level one and two, certified in blood chemistry and functional lab testing. I love helping people with GI issues, weight loss, mold exposure, heavy metals, misters problems, and health optimization. I love helping people get to the root cause of their health struggles and simplify healing. Ready to transform your health? Go to regionbiome.com and click book a call. All the support is greatly appreciated. If you enjoy, please write a five-star review on iTunes or the platform of your choice. Enjoy the podcast and please share this with anyone that this would help. Welcome to episode number five of the Region Biome podcast. Today's episode is about how to gain an unfair advantage by knowing your genetics. I will answer some of the common questions that people ask about genetics, what to look out for, and why epigenetics is crucial when applying functional genomics. Again, as a reminder, before we get started, any of the information shared in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice at all times and is for learning purposes only. Always refer to your medical doctor before making any changes to your diet or supplement regimen. Let's go. Let's dive in. I'm super excited about this episode. Okay, number one, how can someone possibly get an unfair advantage with their health by knowing their genetics, you might ask. Let me explain that for you. So your genetics don't change, okay, but their expressions do, which even though, so what does that mean? Even though if your dad or your mom left you or gave you, passed on to you a specific allele allele or genetic polymorphism, well, it does not mean that it's being expressed uh, necessarily negatively or positively. Or sometimes you might need some tune-up. So it does not mean that, okay, example, you have a SNP for a lot of people understand MTHFR, the mother effer gene, a lot of people call it, but wait a minute. If you have the wild type, hey, it might be expressing really, really well. But again, this is why epigenetics comes in because we know exactly, well, how is that being expressed? How's your methylation? And a lot of people, yes, methylation can get a bit complicated in a sense, but it does not really have to when you know exactly um, your genetics. So there's multiple forms of MTHFR. There's multiple form of COMT. There's different types of PMT. There's all different kinds, okay? But so today I really want to share some light and know that you have the opportunity to make lifestyle changes that will downregulate or upregulate some of your genetic SNPs that your parents gave you. And so some common questions that we have, number one, what is the difference between functional genomics versus the typical direct-to-consumer genes testing or DIY test? that many people are very familiar with that you would normally get on Amazon and even some deeper, more comprehensive, but are still not delivering to the level that the kit and the tests, uh, the algorithm that we utilize in functional genomics with the company that I work with. And so number one, the test does not speak to you. Okay, so when you get, you go online, you order your test kit from Amazon, it gets to your home. First of all, yes, it may give you some ancestral background as to where you come from, 
but they cannot go in and too, too deep of details because it would be a big liability on their part. Okay. But also if you see things that are out of range, well, how is that re truly reflective in your current lifestyle, your current physiology? How is that reflective to your current blood work? Right. So are you doing blood chemistry on a, on a regular basis? If you are currently following protocols and such, I think every every three months, three to four months would be ideal for most people, at least to get the basic CBC and CMP panel. Right. Another big thing is uh, privacy issue. Right. So a lot of these companies, they do sell the data for data collection. Big, big, big money. So. Right. So the, the, the comparison to this, it's completely safe. It's private. You don't even have to put your full name or your actual name. You can just come up with something because the test kit is not based on your name. It's based on a number that is being collected. So at least when you register it, you don't have to put your own um, your own name if you don't feel like it or you don't want to or you want to keep that private. Right. And so that's really important. And working with a coach is to guide you through this because you want to make sure that it's fully accurate to the sense of, okay, let's go back and forth. How is that truly reflective, right? So versus uh, is somebody um, a slow methylator or a fast methylator, right? How is that expressive? Hey, let's take a look at your histamine into your blood work. We can actually see if you're over methylating or under methylating, which is something which was a great case that I found out with one of my clients. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Why are these your estimates levels so low? Hey, she more likely is, which we're running all of the genetics data with her now, but she's more likely a fast methylator. And you want to know that because a lot of people might be more stressed. A lot of people might be more towards like myself. That's hey, stress and I'm more prone to it genetically based on some of the genetics that I have. And so if it might be on the opposite side, you might be more in the spectrum of more addictions, more uh, you need you need more stimulation. So that's really, really different. So you need to know that. So why should we care about our genetics? So understanding what we are predisposed to can save you money and potential negative health outcomes down the road. Best example, myself with hemochromatosis. Knowing that right off the get-go, if you don't know this and you wait till your late 30s, 40s, until your ferritin levels or iron levels in your blood goes to levels that are really alarming, uh, and it, it can happen really late on uh, along the road. So uh, most people don't even know until they're in their late 30s and even 40s, and now we're seeing that being more common. So about 8 to 10% of the Northern European population are more prone for being homozygous, meaning they got two copies from their parents um, for hemochromatosis. So again, genetics are doing a diagnosis. No, I don't diagnose or treat or cure anything. They're just a tool. Then of course, if you see this, you'd be like, hey, you could speak with your, your practitioner, your doctor and say like, hey, could we run that specifically? And so they can call it, you know, and they can make the call whether or not they want to diagnose you with that. Right. So that's up to them. But at least you can be proactive. And this is about prevention, optimization. Right. So this is why it's, I think it's really, really important because we can get into a lot of, you know, specific genes that will affect our neurotransmitters. We can lead to multiple anxiety, a lot of people with depression and, and things like that. I think it's a great tool to know that. So at least you can best nutritionally support your body. 
And the, one of the other thing is you only need to test once. That's it, right? So it's a one little cheek swap that you do once in your lifetime. So done properly. And like myself, it's not the first uh, DNA kit that I've done, but because the other ones were not comprehensive enough or I never had the person, the coach to guide me through this, which is so important because I'm like, how is that truly reflective? Like I said when uh, earlier when we started, it's just we need to be proactive at, okay, you cannot just take that as an answer. Like, oh, this is applicable to me. No, no, no. Is it actually happening with you? So right now you're... You might be eating dairy, but you have a dairy sensitivity, but you're actually digesting it, digesting it really, really well. Okay, where's the coach to tell you this? Because when you get your report, if you do, right, from these at-home uh, DNA kits, you're like, oh my god, shit, I can't, I can't eat dairy. I'm like, this is, this is the end all be all. I mean, I'm done. We can't do this. And now you get this poor reaction. Uh, to the results and this is not how we we take genetics because you cannot just look at one gene and not look at the other because multiple one place together so who's connecting the dots for you right that's really important you can't do that yourself unless you're a practitioner you're training it that's a different story like myself but other than that i mean it can be very very difficult and so also your gene they do not change right so your own customized blueprint is not changing it's only the expression so what works for your mom for your dad for your friend for your brother for your sister might not be working for you and one great example with that i always say is okay so a lot of people the mother effort gene uh, people freak out but i'm like okay uh you might need more methylated b vitamins a lot of people use cyanocobalamin which is in synthetic form made in a lab i don't like that at all would i ever give that to a client or recommend that to a client no i won't and because it's synthetic i don't like it because it needs to be methylated into a bioavailable form which myself i don't necessarily do as well because i'm a slow methylator which i don't do as well with methylated forms of b12 for example or methylfolate b9 right and so if your friend does really well with that but you are a slow methylator you might actually be more reactive to being more anxious it's going to be you're going to be more excited not in a good way and your body's just going to be ramped up right so your brain and you just i've been i've been feeling uh i felt that before and I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? I'm like, I look at the B vitamins. This is why it's really important when you look at your B, or when you pick your, your B vitamins. And another thing, because there's different types, right? So you can have a methylcobalamin or you can have an adeno, uh, adenocobalamin, which is, is the one that is more targeted towards mitochondrial health, energy. The methylated cobalamin is more on the nervous system, the brain, but can also be going and be distributed through the mitochondrial pathway in small amount, which is nice to have both. But for myself, the adeno, I do much better. And maybe down the road, and sometimes I do introduce some methylated, but in very, very small amount, right? And, and, and it's very individual. You don't know until you try it and when you know your actual uh, genetics as to which forms are best for you. And another one is hydroxylcobalamin, for example. But hydroxyl, we have to understand. So if you have an NOS3 genetics of you're more predisposed to low nitric oxide, which as you age, your nitric oxide levels goes down, which can lead to hypertension, 
quote-unquote high blood pressure. So if that's the case with you, you more likely will do better with more nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is really essential to protect the endothelium lining and the endothelium system. Super important. So if that is not regulated properly, and then you are, or if you do have that type of SNP that requires more nitric oxide, because you're already predisposed to low levels, well, guess what? Yes, you're going to be more prone for high blood pressure or hypertension. But the other thing is if you take a B12 that is an hydroxyl form, the hydroxyl actually takes away or eats away nitric oxide. Not so good. So with this person, when you just so you cannot just look at a COMT gene or MTHFR and then be like, OK, here's the form. No, you have to also cross reference with the other ones to see what actually works, because in this person, I would not suggest or recommend them to take an hydroxyl form because they need more nitric oxide, not less. Right. And so this is why it's so, so, so important to know that specifically. And then another thing, right? So you might be predisposed to uh, a PEMT genes or multiple other ones that affect your choline intake. This is why customization when it comes down to supplements is very important because this will save you thousands of dollars down the road. And if you, for the past 10, 15, 20, 25 years, which is myself, I have been not applying my genetics accordingly as to my epigenetics, my lifestyle. And if I would have made, and I'm no regrets because this is what brought me here, right? Struggles, pain in here. But I, I, my wish to you as a listener is to get excited, get excited about that you have the opportunity to make a tremendous difference in your life by fine-tuning your own bio-individuality with your genetics. And then you combine that with your lifestyle so you can better apply the things that you need to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis to make the most difference. And so stop chasing more answers and start working with what you have in you, within you already, your own customized blueprint. I cannot stress that enough, right? I have a predisposition to poor conversion of beta carotene from example, if I was to eat my carrots or some vegetables and all of that, the type of form of vitamin A in those, I don't convert it well in bioavailable retinol. Big problem high health. So if you have poor night vision uh, or you're very nervous to drive at night because you can't see, well, you might want to see your, how's your vitamin A level. If you have poor immunity, right, you get sick often. Well, vitamin A is crucial to build your little antibodies, your, I, your immunoglobulins, IgA. They're so essential. So what about that, right? So you want to make sure that your vitamin A is on top of your game. So if that's the case for you, you might want to switch the type and form of vitamin A. And a lot of people are taking synthetic form palmitate. I'm not so much of a fan. And your bitter curtain, you can take as much as you want, but you can have over a 70, 69% lesser conversion. So that's huge. That's 70%. And most people are highly, highly deficient in vitamin, vitamin A right off the get-go. Right? And choline, I see people with gallbladder removal surgery. Hey, expensive surgery. They make a ton of money, right? But could you have possibly uh, have checked your genetics and see if you need more choline, right? Because choline is essential for bioproduction. Without that, cell membrane is not well. 
brains for babies development is crucial when postmenopausal as well as very important, but as well as for the baby's development. So going on and, and where can you get some natural choline? Hey, egg yolk is your best friend. Two to three eggs a week is really good. But how's your digestion? So this is where your coach comes in. Your epigenetics comes in, right? Do you have shiny stools in your, in, in, in your toilet when you look at your stool? If you don't, you should look at your poop, right? 100%. That's really, really important. But we want to know that, like, are you, if you have poor bile production, you're going to have, you're going to struggle cleansing the intestinal, the small intestine, right? It's like your, your, your dish soap that just goes in and just scrubs everything and just makes, keeps things in check. And your bile gets recycled like over 17 times. So you want to make sure that you're not reabsorbing toxins, which is how we excrete it, right? From the liver to the gallbladder, then dump it into the, and the gallbladder concentrates it to about 20 times more, which I, if you have had your, that's another pure example that you need to have your coach to guide you through your genetics, because if you're predisposed, which I have a client, right? Predisposed to low choline, but she has had a gallbladder removed. Well, that person on top of that, we're going to have to make sure that we optimize her fat digestion, right? We're going to have some more lipase enzymes in there to make sure that she breaks down these fats because then it won't be properly absorbed. She does not have her gallbladder anymore to properly concentrate the uh, put, uh, her bile. And so that's that's an issue. So we want to make sure that we address that and that she obviously takes more choline in and the proper forms of choline because a lot of people are taking soy lecithin or uh, sunflower lecithin. Some of them are really GMO. They're, um, they're actually contaminated with glyphosate, with Roundup. Not good. Not good for the intestinal lining. Look at what it's doing to their planet. Not so well. Look more at that than the meat problem, in my opinion. You know, conventional meat production, not so good. I don't like it. I don't support it, right? I don't endorse it. But, you know, that uh, regenerative agriculture, biodynamic farming, all the way. But anyways, we digress. And so one other uh, question. So what can negatively affect our genes expressions? Your environment, your thoughts, traumas that were passed on when you were a child. Poor nutrition. Nutri nutritional deficiencies, vitamin, minerals deficiency, right? So if you are currently already have a magnesium deficiency, which this is why uh, I, I take my magnesium every single day from Bioptimizers. And again, I have more information on that one. I have a great discount code, Regen Biome. I check out all in capital with Bioptimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. And the reason why I take it, because I have a faster burning rate. So if you have a faster burning rate ge genetically, well, already there, you're going to need more that you know. But on the other high, on the other hand, if you also very, very stressed and you're actually working out on top of that, and I mean, your energy output is greater. So magnesium is very important for mitochondrial function. So right there, that's a problem if you don't have enough magnesium. So if you have a predisposition to lower absorption, you won't want to hire supplement, right? But how are you going to know that? That's why I take my bioptimizers every single night before bed. Why? Because it improves my sleep. It improves my stress levels. I'm less stressed. I can cope with my environmental stressors a lot better. I have deeper, deep sleep as well with it. 
because I track my sleep and I know that I'm a late on sleep onset, which is another reason why you want to know your genetics. Because if you know that you are, because we go through your sleep as well. What are your sleep patterns? Are you a late on sleep sleeper? Which means like for myself, because I have a COMT genetics AA type AA as a slow methylator. Well, guess what? I know slow oxides are can't recall exactly the name, but anyways, I, just to say that I need to have over nine hours of sleep in order for me to get at least seven hours and 15 minutes to seven and a half hour of high, high quality sleep. That's a big thing. My body takes longer to fall asleep. I may be or think that I, I am sleeping, but I'm actually not right. So I'm being in a, in a light, in a light stage sleep, which is really important. Um, and so one of the other things, like your environmental, like pollutions, your chemicals, all of these things will express your genes in a different way, in a more negative way. This is why we have to change our water. This is why we have to change the hair we breathe in the home, filter our home. Uh, hair is so important, right? Or are we adding or removing toxic chemicals on our skins or shampoos or toothpaste, right? Are we adding on fluoride? Because you'll deplete your iodine, you'll deplete some other compound like your selenium, copper, which you need for thyroid, which also you'll know that about your genes. How's your selenium? Because if you're, you have a poor selenium intake, which you shouldn't take over too much, right? Uh, that has to be properly, it, it needs to be safe because that can get, that can lead to other problems. But hey, if you want it, you know, it's a great, it's a great chelator for mercury. So if you don't have enough selenium and you're pro, predisposed to low selenium, big problem. Detoxification, there's other pathways that starts getting affected. Same with glutathione production, selenium is essential. Right? If you have poor amino intake as well. So how's, how's your detoxification system and pathway? We know that from your genes. How do you process histamines? Right? So that's another thing. Because you might see how oh, this, this person has high almost histine. And she might need a bit more methylated forms, but it might not be the best for her. So let's let's adjust. Let's tweak things up. This is why I do say that uh, working with a proper coach that knows the genes and also can read proper functional blood chemistry is very important because you can have, okay, what's looking, what are we dealing with genetically? And how is it, like I said earlier, how is it expressed in blood chemistry? I love that. Love, 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 love that. Two great tools. And so what is the biggest way to influence them? Your genetics, right? It's lifestyle changes, your nutrition, your relationship, your thoughts, the people you, you surround yourself with. Surround yourself with the people that will lift you up. Your genetics will be happy. Meditation is one of the, one of the huge, huge, huge way and tools that you can utilize in your day-to-day -day basis in order to shift your genetics expression towards greater outcome, which is, it, it shifts over 9,000, I think, genetics. It's just huge, thousands of them in a positive way. So I think it's worth spending five minutes. Is that something that I struggle myself with at times? Absolutely, right? My brain is, 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 is always going. It's always going. I'm always, I can be in bed. I can, my brain can be up. It's just, it's just how I'm tuned, but I'm aware of it. Will I blame myself? Oh my gosh, my genetics, I'm this, so I'm going to blame it all. No, no, no. I don't utilize my genes. Use your genetics is not a tool to blame. Mm -mm -mm. I may have hemochromatosis, but guess what? 
can I change my lifestyle to mimic the potential, potential, right? Potential, I said, is, does that going to lead me to, if I don't do anything yet, that might lead me to liver car, like psychosis, right? Liver cancer, not so good. I mean, I kind of want to avoid that. So will I take the steps in the li- and, and apply the lifestyles that I need to do and the lifestyle changes in order for me to, you know, not necessarily have this outcome, right? 110%. But what about if I didn't know? What about if I didn't run also my blood work and didn't know blood chemistry properly <laughs> to actually tell me that, hey, this is a problem that we might look into. This might be a little bit of a longer episode, but I think I'm delivering some incredible knowledge that is very, very important that the listeners needs to know. And another thing too is like, okay, so as with somebody with hemochromatosis myself, I may think, oh, I may have higher levels of oxidative stress, but let's supplement more of it with vitamin E. But wait a minute. Vitamin E for some people can be a good thing. And for some people in extra supplementation, because yes, your body still need it, don't, no matter what. But under over a different threshold, you may actually be down-regulating certain pathways like interleukin-10, which is a great anti-inflammatory cytokine that helps you fight and, and uh, change it. It has immunoregulation in the body. So right there, if you take extra vitamin E for that types of person that has the specific SNPs, well, you're going to lower IL-10 and have an increase in interleukin-1b, one, 1 beta, which is pro-inflammatory. So you may be causing more inflammation. You might be ramping up TNF-alpha genetics as well, too, from taking too much vitamin E in that group of person. Some people might do well. So for myself, if I take extra supplement uh, vitamin E, I actually get more inflammation. Not so good. Good thing I know because I was like, okay, I'm going to use this because with iron overload, right? So, and there's uh, many other inhibitors as well too. Many herbs that inhibits other pathway and genetics. So important to know. How, another question, how is this test going to save me money? Right? A lot of people talk about income. A lot of people, this might come up like, ooh, this is a big investment for me uh, to go in and, and go through my genetics. Is it a big investment? Yes, I think, but I truly believe it's a small one for the outcome that it will give you. You won't have to spend thousands and thousands of wasting dollars on supplements that may not be serving you in your best interest or food in general. You know, it's those, this is one of the reasons why it's very essential to know that because you're going to have the most optimization that you could possibly get because you know exactly your blueprint and you're going to save a ton of money. And plus, you know, if you're in the U.S., let's just be honest. Would you rather spend a couple thousands on your health versus spending a couple hundreds of thousands of dollars? Because, yeah, and that might be a bold statement to say, but I would rather spend 5K than $500,000 on a medical bill. Can this possibly happen? It can certainly happen, right? So... It just cannot, and, and and for my all my Canadians, well, guess what? If you do believe that our healthcare is free in Canada, it's not. You are paying for it. I am paying for it. But again, it's not going to be a rent. But I am paying for it. But I'm not actually using it. Is it there for in an emergency state? Absolutely. I wouldn't say no. But I'll be there. 
But see, the thing is, you can invest, and this is where, this is the future of medicine, customization, and we can really turn these things around when we know exactly and stop feeding ourselves the garbage that the people are actually feeding themselves with. That yes, some big corporation, I will say, have intentionally have done and changing the chemistry and the biochemistry of foods to make people super addictive. So now on this note, if you don't know your genes, one thing is when we go and dive into nutrition and nutrigenomics, well, guess what? There's a great genetics. There's multiple genetics that will be more prone for uh, lower satiety. That means you don't get the, the proper signals in the brain saying, hey, JF, you've had enough. You have enough food. Stop eating. So some people actually, that, that sensation, that feeling or that hormone response happens much later. If that's you, you're going to be more prone for snacking. Is that one of the factors why you've put on all this weight over the years? Plus, on top of that, you're eating processed food that makes you more addictive? Absolutely. Right? If you're a fast methylator, you might be seeking out more dopamine uh, foods or things that are going to stimulate dopamine. So you may be more prone to addictions because you need it. You need stimulation because otherwise you feel blah. So which your genes can tell you, which is freaking amazing that you have this tool. So now will you change your lifestyle around yourself to make sure that if you know that you're more prone for snacking and a lot of people will be like, you know, or you feel you still have a huge appetite post meal when you completely done. So with that person might be different. We might actually, hey, you need more soluble or insoluble fibers. You need more bulk that will help you being more satiated because you may have too much ghrelin hormone. And so how's your adiponectin with a lot of people, which if you have too much ghrelin, you're going to potentially eat a lot more. But again, you have to look at the other markers. You have to look at which we can also test in, in blood work, right? We can see your leptin levels. We can see your your um, adiponectin levels, which you can have your genetics that tells you adiponectin. This is how we see it, it's more higher levels of adiponectin will lead to a more leaner body, which you can, we can test in blood as well and see how that is that being reflected. And so the problem also with that is if you already have a satiated issue, but you're already overweight or you have a significant amount of extra uh, pounds of fat on, be aware that this is increasing your leptin receptors as well, which you're going to be more hungry. So this is very, very, it's a very like vicious circle. So if you know that you have to ch start changing some lifestyles and ways. And not only this, but as you put on more fat, you're also increasing a type of macrophages your M2 theme, pro-inflammatory one. And so this is why even now, if you don't work with a coach and you think that starving yourself is going to be the best thing and go on a huge fasting, hold on, wait a minute. We have to, number one, clear your hypoxia, right? So if you have high, high loads of hypoxia or lack of oxygen, that's going to be a, a, a number one thing that we're going to want to do before we even think about fat loss. And then we have to, because we have to shift that type of macrophages towards the anti-inflammatory team. And same way we have to fix and heal the gut and the endothelium system and reduce your amounts of LPS. So anyways, I digress, but this is, this is fire. This is really important information. And one of the questions, 
Should I wait? Should I wait before doing my testing for my genes? No, that's my honest opinion to you. Your genes don't change. So in my opinion, the longer you wait, the more money you'll waste, first of all, guarantee you. I did. <laughs> I certainly did. Unless you're not taking anything. So you're like, well, I'm cool. I'm not like, hey, I'm not spending money. So it's fine. Well, are you feeling your best, to be honest with you? Because I can guarantee you in this day and age, even if you're taking a multivitamin, so if you're using a centrum, by all means, you're not even absorbing it. Most of the forms are absolute crap. Not so good. So your Costco may not be your best friend. So let me tell you that. You're not going to be saving there. It's costing you your health and it's costing you your optimization. Waiting is actually more, it's going to, I think it can increase or even lead to further non-optimizing outcome or more negative in certain ways, right? And you're not going to feel your best. And at the end, is genetic testing the end all be all? No, right? I couldn't say this is it. But guess what? This is a blueprint that don't change. So by knowing this, you'll be able to apply epigenetics lifestyle changes, which are still being re required in order for you to move from potential sickness to optimization, right? Let's get you across that bridge. And as a coach, this is my job. I'm not, my job is not to do the work for people. No, 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 no. I've done my work and nobody else will do the work for me. Neither would I, would I do the work for you. You do the work for yourself, right? The body heal itself. Your doctor doesn't. You know, you support the body by doing using your genetics and combination with your lifestyle, your happy genetics. You are, you are allowing your body to move over that bridge, to cross that bridge towards health optimization. Because this is my true passion that we are, as a human species, able and capable of truly living fulfilling lives to and thrive. And so, you know, I come from a place of a lot of pain, a lot of struggles, health-wise, digestion-wise, which led me to crossing that bridge from being educated, educating myself, and now I get to share that gift with you guys. And so it's not the end all be all. I still think that blood work regularly is a great thing to monitor your genes expression. So work with somebody, right? So I think this is pretty much wrapping up for our, our episode today. Uh, this is going to be a continuous conversation. I know it's going to be keep going. And this type of technology is the future of medicine because the body is not complicated. The body is very complex which is why epigenetics needs to be considered. You need to consider your lifestyle. We cannot just only look at the body biochemically, right? We need to look at the body as a whole. This is why you need to know your nutrigenomics, genetics, along with your sleep ones, along with your exercise and performance for your VO2 output, strength training, whether it's hypertrophy, whatever it is, so you can customize that. How are you dealing with potential mole exposure? How are you dealing with grain exposure how are you dealing with potential lime exposure are antibiotics going to be in your favor or not one thing i'll say is if, if it was the case for myself and like with mold it's not a, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you're going to be exposed to mold how are you how is your body equipped to deal with this right you would want to know that i certainly do 
that's really important. Then you can probably, ex uh, uh, you know, I was put in that situation when I was away. I was exposed to, to mold. And my response was, okay, I knew what to do. I had the tools with myself because I know that when I'm traveling, this is a chance, which I'm not being neurotic. I'm not being in fear, but at least I know that I have the proper tools. So I wanted to share some great data with you guys as to what is the global wellness industry so far worth? And it's only increasing. People are seeing, are seeking solutions. And according to the research by the Global Wellness Institute, the wellness industry is valued thus far, and that's not even current, at $4.5 trillion. And it's continuing to grow at a massive rate. Well, let me say, clearly in the past three years, it has increased by a lot because a lot of people went from not being proactive to making actions based on fear, which I'm glad. I mean, that a lot of people decided to, hey, it's time to change our lifestyle because I'm a little concerned over here, which in some people should. And it was normal to be concerned because they have chosen really, really poor lifestyle that increases their chances of negative outcomes, right? So before we wrap up, my question to you is if you are tired of wasting your money on supplements that really truly don't work for your body, or you're completely clueless about it, or you're looking for ways to simply avoid having to invest so much time searching, which I've done all that work, or have been in physical or emotional pain for way too long, which I have been in the past. So I feel people what it's like, or you want to live life at your full capacity and potential and become your best self. Knowing your genetics is completely right up your alley. And I will say it's probably one and if not the best investment you'll ever make in your entire freaking life. Might sound very biased and I am because it is, it's freaking legit and it works. So this is why I'm so happy to announce, which I've already announced it on social media, but I now offer this incredible technology in my own practice. So the Regen Biome Epigenetics program, which is a mega limited time offer that I do and I did for my uh, doing for my clients and my listeners, because I truly care. People can get their health back on track. It just takes a matter of committing and just grabbing on to these opportunity because it's truly life-changing. And so with that, so you get your own specific DNA sample sent to your home. It's a little simple cheek swab that you just do a little swab of your saliva on each cheeks and you send it back to the lab. And then with that, you get a comprehensive six panel report that includes over 65 plus reports on one single little swab. That's it. And you only have to test once. So now what you're going to get your very own blueprint on nutrition and nutrigenomics, what types of fats is best for your body, what types of carbohydrates, or should you be on lower carbohydrates or higher carbohydrates? This is why there's so many diets right now on the market and it's so freaking confusion. And somebody with an APOE4 genetics, for example, may be more prone for amyloid plaque when they consume more saturated fat. Is that because saturated fat is bad? No, it's because based on that, polymorphism in studies, in clinical studies, it has shown to increase amyloid plaque. 
So for yourself, it would be best to actually go on a really low saturated fats and increase maybe your MUFAs, your monounsaturated fats. Very, very different. Some people will do better with some fish oil, some people won't. So it's very, very uh, bio-individual. We're gonna know more about your supplement. Are you prone for more uh, B1 deficiency timing, which is a big one. Do you feel dizzy when you, you stand up? Do you feel like you're waking up but you're low energy and you're not, your muscle is not fully recovered after your workout? All these things matters, right? Your choline, your, B, your B6 is so important for thyroid, so important for the mind, for the nervous system, detoxification, your B12, your folate, as well as your vitamin A, your D, your K, your selenium, your zinc, your copper, your magnesium, your iron, all of these things you can know from that. So specifically, detoxification and detox pathways. How are you processing histamines, right? How's your methylation pathway? How's your acetylation pathway? How are you dealing, de dealing with mold or Lyme exposure? All these things, that's very, very important. Hormones as well too, right? You know, get to know more about your thyroid, about more your estrogens, your testosterone, your cortisol, all of these things is really important as you're moving, especially towards example for postmenopausal woman. It's really important, even currently, right? How's that looking for you? Because your levels of TSH, example on blood work, might be a little bit higher for you, and that's just just normal. But for some others, it might be like, ooh, that's not good. You're going towards the hypo, and then your sleep, right? How optim? Uh, how, what is the best tool for you to optimize your sleep? What works for your body? Do you have BDNFs uh, genetics? Right? So, because we want to increase that. Really, really important. So, if you have low BDNF, you're going to struggle with some of your sleep and multiple other things. And nutrition does multiple things. It's all connected. And then, last but not least, exercise and performance. What exercise is best for you? Right? What type of, is it more strength training? Is it more hypertrophy? What's your VO2 max output? How quickly does your, mus your muscle uh, exhaust? It's very important. We need to know all of that. And then on top of that, you get a personalized reading with myself, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, which is something that might be taking two to three hours, right? Because it's very, very comprehensive. And then you get a customized recommendation, fully customized to your own blueprint, which is freaking phenomenal. I'm like, I wish I had that before. And so on top of that, there's the opportunity with a bonus option for additional lab overview if you had some previous blood work done. So I'm putting that all in. All the information can be found in the show notes or on my Instagram page in my bio. And then also, of course, and this is this new technology, I am applying this and adding this into my current intensive four-month transformation program. So people, my clients get this right off the get-go. We start a journey and it takes about six to eight weeks to get a result. So it's important to understand that it takes time. So you waiting will take you even greater time. So it's not gonna be it's not only going to be six weeks or eight weeks. It's might going to be three months to four months to five or six months for you. So if this is something you're interested in and ready to dive deep and truly have the biggest and uh, wanting to have the biggest health transformation, jump in. So you can sign up with the link in the show notes or in my bio on Instagram. If you have any other questions around genetics, epigenetics, just shoot me a message on Instagram and then, or you can email at regenbiome.com and gmail.com where I can answer some questions or we can just jump onto a strategy call that you can schedule also with the link of the show notes again. And so we can have a discussion and see if this is the best thing for you because I truly believe it is, right? And I think people, uh, yeah, it's something amazing that everyone should be doing. Until next time, be epic.
live life to your fullest and enjoy the journey, right? It's not a straight line. Enjoy it. Appreciate it because your struggles is what makes you stronger. And so I want to leave you guys with this incredible quote from my morning journal that I came across and I thought it's so, 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 so applicable to, to everybody. Keep your vitality. A life without health is like a river without water. Let me say it again. A life without health is like a river without water. Maxime Legacy. Health as well. So be well, friends. And then, till next time, enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Regen Biome Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or seeking private one-on-one health coaching, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, regenbiome.com or on Instagram at jeanfelixsurcot underscore JFT. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.